Welcome back, everyone, to the How to Make Maple Syrup podcast. I'm glad you've stuck around. And today, I'm going to be talking about an interesting topic. How can you easily and inexpensively increase the sugar content of your maple sap so that you don't need to boil it as long? There's an easy technique for this, and that's what we're going to cover today. Cue the intro music. I'm going to start by telling a story of how I accidentally stumbled across this technique. And it starts like this. A few years back, I was storing my maple sap in several five-gallon buckets on the north side of my house in a snowbank. I decided that I wanted to boil the sap one Saturday, and I went out to the sap buckets, and I had them all covered with these covers. I took the covers off of these five-gallon buckets, and when I looked in there, I thought, oh, no. The sap had frozen. There was a layer of ice on the top of the sap, about an inch thick or so, and I thought, what am I going to do? Should I throw this ice into the boiling pot with all the sap? And then I stopped and thought about it, and I got to thinking, is that ice of a lower sugar content, right? It's frozen water. If I remove that, am I removing just water? I wasn't sure. I took some of that ice out, shook off the sap, it was wet, and tasted it. And of course, it tasted slightly sweet, just like sap does. So I thought, well, is that the ice? Or is that the sap that it was been floating in? I wasn't sure. So I looked into that a little bit. It turns out that freezing maple sap is a legitimate way to increase the sugar content of the remaining sap. So here's how it works. You set that sap out, you let it freeze, once it's frozen, you take that top layer of sap, typically about an inch or two maybe on the top, maybe down the sides of your vessel, and take that out. Slide it out, take it out, shake it off, throw it away. Why? Because that ice is primarily made of water. Why is that? When the temperature of the maple sap starts to decrease, the water and the sugar molecules are all moving around together. Before it's frozen, they're all moving around together in the water, the sugar water solution. Once the freezing point of pure water is reached, the ice water crystals begin to form. But ice can only form when it has the correct structure of water molecules. They must be in place next to each other in a specific lattice. If they're not, if a water molecule is next to a sugar molecule, it's not going to form ice. So you have to have this specific arrangement of water molecules in order to form the water ice. Once that's formed, it effectively forces out the sugar molecules. How does it do that? Well, if a water molecule is next to a sugar molecule, it's not going to bond and it's not going to form ice. Until that wiggles away through Brownian motion, the next molecule moves into place. That one might be a water molecule. Then it forms that bond, that cooling bond to form solid ice. So the fact remains that it effectively forces those sugar molecules out of the ice. 
Once that ice has formed, it's primarily just water. It's water ice. The remaining water sugar solution, therefore, contains an increased concentration of sugar. The more water you can freeze, the more the remaining liquid has a higher sugar content. So take that frozen part out, throw it aside, and what you have left is primarily water and sugar at a higher sugar concentration than you started out with. This is a similar process that is used in salt water desalination technique, and it's done by natural freezing. It can be particularly effective for maple sap if you repeat it several times. So if you keep doing that, let it freeze, remove the ice, let it freeze again, remove the ice. And it has been said that you can actually increase the sugar content of your maple sap up to 10% sugar. And that significantly reduces the amount of time that you need to spend boiling your sap in order to arrive at your maple syrup. Now, I looked into this a little bit because I thought, well, when I tasted that ice, it did taste a little bit sweet. So am I sure I'm taking out only water? And the answer to that question is no. You are taking out some amount of sugar. Why is that? Because when that crystal lattice of ice structure forms, it can't be perfect. And so some sugar molecules do get trapped in between other lattice structures of water ice. So you do have some sugar that remains in that ice. It turns out that the amount of sugar content in that ice ranges anywhere from zero to about 0.8% sugar content in the ice that forms on the top of that maple sap. The slower it freezes, the lower the sugar content you're going to have in that ice. So if you have a choice, it's best to allow it to freeze very slowly, and that way you'll have less sugar that's taken up in that ice, and more of that sugar has time to move down into the water sugar solution that's remaining in liquid form. So again, if you have the choice, freeze it slower, but even if you allow it to freeze more quickly, it's gonna have a sugar content of a maximum of about 0.8%, so that can be removed. Now, if you want to extract every bit of sugar from your sap that you, ha that you have, in other words, maybe you have a limited amount of maple sap that you were able to collect, by all means, boil it all. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just going to take a little longer to boil, and you'll still arrive at maple syrup. However, if you have plenty of sap, you've got sap to spare, so to speak, don't be afraid to take the ice that forms in there and throw it out. You're left with a higher sugar content. You won't have to boil as long. You won't have to use as much fuel, whether that's wood, propane, something else. And at the end of the day, it'll take less time and you'll arrive at your final maple syrup product more quickly. It turns out that the Native Americans did this quite effectively way back when. So this isn't something that is a new technique. This has been done since the beginning by those who invented maple syrup. So it's a technique that can be used, kind of a lost art. I hadn't heard about this until I accidentally did it and then researched it a little bit. So I hope you find this helpful for boiling your own sap, a good way to increase the sugar content before you even start boiling. I want to address two other things about maple sap as long as we're on the topic. One is, okay, I'm going to be storing this for a while and I'm going to let it freeze overnight and take that ice out. Can the maple sap go bad? And the answer to that question is yes. If it gets too warm, 
or for example if you have the sun shining on your containment vessels it can heat up to the point where it will start to go bad and how do you know that it's gone bad when you look at your sap and it starts to look milky starts to be kind of have some white stuff in it that's a good indication that the sap is starting to go bad and I would recommend at that point throwing it out now that's my recommendation have I always done that no sometimes I've I've gone ahead and boiled down sap that is a little bit milky disclaimer now I'm not recommending you do this it was just fine it tasted a little funky nobody got sick and the maple syrup the final product was okay not recommended <laughs> but but just so you know it can go bad will it make you sick maybe not officially you should probably throw it out another question I got a while back was should you keep a lid on the pot when you're boiling maple sap and the answer to that question is no absolutely not the whole point is we're trying to get that steam away we're trying to evaporate what we have left we're trying to get that away so don't put a cover on it all that's going to do is cause it to condense on the cover and drip back in that water so we want to get rid of the water and that's why we're boiling so by all means keep the cover off of your pot while you're boiling Okay, so the main gist of this podcast was a good, inexpensive, easy way to increase the sugar content of your sap, and that is by freezing it and taking out that frozen component so that you're left with a higher concentration before you actually start boiling. Maple sap desalination. No, it's a technique to increase the sugar content of your maple sap. So I hope you found this helpful. I hope you try it. Whenever I get a chance, I do that currently. If the weather is appropriate to do so, I love freezing it and taking out that ice layer and just saving myself a lot of time on the boiling step. So I hope you found it helpful. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on how to tap, boil, and bottle your own maple syrup, go to practicalmechanic.com slash maple syrup. And there, there's a series of blog posts that cover in lots of detail how to go through the steps, all the steps you need, all the equipment you need to use. There's also frequently asked questions, including the one that was covered today. And there's also a quick start guide or a cheat sheet, if you will, a one-page PDF you can download that gives all of the information in a quick, handy form for you to tap trees, boil maple syrup, and bottle it yourself. So I hope you'll check that out. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, everybody.